Yusong. Kevin. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I just want to let you know that every day I'm on the verge of tears constantly. <laughs> this is, you know, <laughs> this is what we like to call in the podcasting business a risky, a risky calling out your depressive shot before you hit it. Uh, and I think I'm doing a little bit better. Um, <laughs> been going on walks uh, with a mask, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the just taking it one step at a time. Yeah. And um, if you're new to the show, welcome to Maybe Don't, where uh, each week we'll discuss one thing that we could tell ourselves maybe don't do uh, in the past. And one thing that we are doing that we should maybe continue to maybe do perfect delivery in the future. Uh, I'm yeah. one of your hosts, Yusung. I'm one of the other hosts, Kevin. And mm-hmm. we normally start with the monologue joke that every episode we regret. Yeah. But I'm actually pretty confident about this one. <laughs> Wait, Kevin, I don't know if we we're, you know, on the same astral plane or whatever, but I'm also pretty happy with my opening monologue. Okay. I think it was because, should go flawlessly. Yeah, yeah I think it might have been because with Mitra, we both felt such a wave of shame wash over us that we tried mm-hmm. this week. We're starting um, very low. Okay, Kevin, I'm going to go first with my monologue. Please. What did the superfood farm, or ranch, or grocer for that matter, but the point is that they're selling superfoods, what have they been requesting in these past few weeks? A corporate kale out. Wow. That's pretty good. That was good. good. Um, Okay, Okay, here's mine. And it's pandering a little to the guest. Okay. What do you call it? When two Australian friends are playing chess at a restaurant, and when they finished eating, one of them says this to the waiter. Dingo by the rook? Do you want to guess, Mike? I mean, it's obviously, check my. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> okay. You saw him collapsed again. Uh... <laughs> Let's introduce our guest. That was good. All right. He's a writer, actor, improviser, podcaster, and friend, and chess wizard. It's Mike Castle. Hello. Hello. Hi. Smart to take a big sip during your intro. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I'm a veteran. Um, I, w- I want to say, I, and I have to keep making this distinction, uh, through the show, I have now become friends with some chess grandmasters who have seen like <laughs> shit online shit. that like Jeff Schaefer has said about me playing chess and stuff. And they, it is, I, I have to say, not a chess wizard, not very good at chess. I'm fine. I love chess, but yeah. these fucking guys, man, it's like modesty to I'm, E4. I'm fine, right? I'm fine. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have to ask, like, what is your relationship um, with chess? Because uh, Kevin has been telling me about it. it. It's a recent explosion. In, like, the last, like, two years or so, I, I've become so tremendously and disturbingly addicted to it mm-hmm. and, like, insistent that everyone play. And, like, everywhere I go, I, like, bring a chess board and I force people to play with me. And before the quarantine, I would, like, post up at different bars in my neighborhood and just play strangers. And it's... I don't know. It's like it's one of the most addicting things I've ever experienced. It's crazy. I think about it all day and all night. I, I was literally as I fall asleep at night, I go and I like play through the last couple games I played, and I go like, rook, bishop, and then I'll like realize I'm doing it. I'm like, huh, 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 and I'll try and think about someone else. 
Um, did you see that? Um, uh, I cannot remember the actor's name. All I can remember is that he was Spider Man. People don't like him, and he cried in that Spider Man movie. Um, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. He did a movie where he played Bobby Fischer called Pawn Sacrifice. Have you Have you watched that from a film? Uh-uh. I actually have not seen any uh, fictional uh, or even like uh, just acted uh, movies about chess. I've only seen documentaries. Respectable, because the pacing in that um, 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 in that movie is a real uh, uh, queenside castle. Am I right? Oh boy. No, wouldn't that be good? Yeah, Kevin, you got to take over for me. I'm, I'm out of my, I'm out of my I'm league work, here. I'm working with a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No more of these. No more, no more. Uh, Mike has an amazing new Netflix show called Bruce Brother that's that's out now. I'm so mm-hmm. excited about it. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and you have or have not been playing chess on set. Uh, did you play with anyone? Nonstop. Absolutely nonstop. Yes. I made every single member of the crew and production staff play me repeatedly. <laughs> it's like in, in Jeff Schaefer gave a, an interview recently for Tribune where he describes me playing uh, him. What it's he, He's like, you're being talked to like a child the entire time you're playing the game. <laughs> and it's totally humiliating. Uh, yeah. Did anybody beat you? Yes, I lost. I played uh, like 194 games. And Holy I lost shit! Three of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I always gotta say, everybody sucked. Everybody just sucked. Yeah. Was it a game of skill or a game of whoever makes the biggest goof the earliest usually loses? It, it, it's kind of like one of these things where if you spend any time studying like the theory and shit in it and you just know a couple of openings and a couple of solid attacks for black uh everything everyone else does is just a blunder because it's like they just don't know the theory and so it's just like it's 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 weirdly easy yeah (laughs) where you go like oh well they don't even know it's not even the same or i would play some producers kids and they were good like, cause they they would play with this different level of like, <laughs> I don't know. They like cared more and less simultaneously. It was great. You song Mike and I went to a bar recently where he brought uh, his chessboard, and someone walked up to us and was like, "Oh, cool! Where do you get the games?" And they were like looking around the bar, and you and uh, Mike was like, "No, I brought this." <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> "And it wasn't like a, a like a fold out board. It was like a big Full wooden board. like thick heavy board." I was like walking down the street with this giant wooden board. Oh, that's awesome. Oh it my rocks. god. And you collect them, right? You have like 10 now? I well actually well Lauren would make fun of me about the fact that I was collecting them and then like every day it would be like a big chess set in the house or whatever. Um and so I I started doing this semi altruistic thing of I would give them away to people that I thought were interested in playing. So like wow. one of the producers' I, kids I no- who notice played on I set. Notice I haven't received one yet, and that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I gave one to one of the producers' kids. I gave one to my friend Marcus. I gave one to my friend Joey. I gave one to my friend Paul. And so like I just slowly give them away until now I only have like two wooden ones and then like mm-hmm. four travel ones. But uh, are you planning on asking for any of them back if they aren't playing? There is one that I am thinking about, but it's the wor- it's it's the worst one to ask for back, which is my producer friend, his son. Like I, I texted, my, kid. yeah, I texted the producer the other day, and I was like, "Hey, is Lachlan uh, is he playing much chess?" And he's like, "No, not really." And I was like, "Okay, I'm probably gonna need that board back." <laughs> Would really like that back, huh? 
Um, <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, you've heard the show before. Uh, I we, have. We oh, I'm sorry. You, we apologize. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> uh, what is something that you, I guess, oh, we should mosey mm-hmm. into maybe don't. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. With Mike. Mike. What is something you would tell your younger self? Maybe don't. This is to my younger self, but also to everybody out there. When you're talking about high school classes, you don't have to say AP. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. I assume you were in AP. I I just assume you were. (laughs) That's amazing. Every time I hear somebody, I'll hear a 35-year-old person say my AP history class. I'm like... Get over it, man. Oh, my God. Um, uh, okay, well, I just have to check to see where this lands. Uh, where does A push stand on this list? You know, because it's like a kind of a quippy way to say AP US history. Oh, that's right. Tongue. I forgot. About I didn't that. even know what you were saying. Oh, I, I, again, man. I thought we were going with pawn. Po- like, I thought you meant like a pawn <laughs> flights or something. Wow. Uh, I, and I'm really showing, bad. I'm showing my experience in AP classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, and anytime that someone says a thing that is a brag, that also requires me to go like, "Wait, what?" And then they gotta go, like, "Oh, yeah. sorry, I was, I was bragging." And let's take more time in mm-hmm. it. That to me, I go, "Dude, maybe do not." Yes. <laughs> um, was your experience in high school such that like the kids taking AP classes were kind of obnoxious about it? For sure, and mm. I was one of those kids. <laughs> uh, but no, it really was one of these things where it was, they were all very obnoxious. And, uh, but I remember being in high school and thinking like, they are smart. And mm-hmm. then later on, as I was like, the more and more people I've met who were like, oh, my AP test, I, I was like, no, it's just random. It's just like fucking, we're, we could all do it if you had the interest in doing it. It's nothing. Don't say it now. <laughs> In those times, you know, were, were you also priding yourselves on, were you also priding yourself on just purely academics, or were there other things that uh, you sought out in, in like, replacement of that? Still, still kind of the same as I am now a little bit. I was like, um, I always like to do, um, like, it, it would be, it wouldn't be just uh, enough to, you know, be good in school or something. I would go like, well, I also read a shitload of books that are not in the curriculum. <laughs> and so like, that was like my main thing is I would be like, you should check this book out, you know? And people are like, do you just read that for fun? Um, but it's, I didn't do sports or anything. I, or I mean, I did, but they didn't count. Um, swimming and water polo. Which is in um, Chicago, right? Yeah, this is Chicago. But I also did like Second City and like plays and shit on the north side. Um, but I, I I would say I like the I, it was like the the inverse of pride with those where I was like very secretive about doing that stuff. It's yeah, akin to know? modern day podcasting. I I get it. Um, yeah yeah right yeah. <laughs> um, is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of your time in AP classes a time of stress or a time of I guess fun challenges? You know what I'll say, and this is, I, I like to have a nice incendiary opinion every so often. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say that I am weirdly kind of like anti-standard uh, education. Mm. I think I like hated school, hated college, and it was like this main thing that I experienced all throughout. I'm wearing shorts, even though I'm wearing like a button-up, because I thought I would look presentable up top, but now you just Very saw my legs. But Yeah. Uh, but I also, wait, I'm wearing like a, like a knee brace, because I was like, that'll kind of look like a pant leg, should the <laughs> knee come up. If the knee comes um, up. 
But um, I, when I was like 16, I did this uh, pr this thing called the Cambridge. It was like Cambridge Early College Program. Wow. Where I like went to the UK over the summer and I like took classes at Cambridge and shit. I like I saw Stephen King or Stephen Hawking give a lecture. Like Holy really shit. dope shit. Yeah. But also the entire time I was there and someone else who was there was a, a bachelorette contestant from like two and a half or three years ago <laughs> named Jojo. Um, oh, yeah. But so one of the things that I kind of like noted then was it, it's like you, you're all. You, it's like our own attitudes are what make the thing seem good or prestigious or prestigious. Mm -hmm. Whereas like most of the time I would look around the same people there. I went to an all boys Catholic high school. And so this was now, now I had like girls and all these other guys and it was people from all over America and shit. And, uh, I was just like, no, they're just the same. It's the same people that I fucking go to high school with right now. And then when I was in mm -hmm. college, I went to U of I university of Illinois and then I dropped out of there, and then I did two quarters at Stanford, and then hated that, too. And then my dad was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, is it that much better than I was like, no. <laughs> and then he was like, you just don't like it. And I was like, I just don't like any of this. So then I went back to U of I. I graduated, and then uh, forever since then, I'm like, I just don't like that education stuff. I like, I. it's almost like, uh, what's that called? Auto, autodidact. It's like I, I go more in that range where I go like I, it's harder for me to learn in that other setting. I like to be alone or like do my own thing mm. or like so even with like AP stuff, I, I felt like it was it, it was always like you're just studying for a test. Like I never felt like I was actually learning mm -hmm. anything or like I took French for five years. I speak no French. You know, it's because like, it's like I, I just knew exactly how to say the right thing for the test and like write the right thing for the test. And then I'm like, now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. That's kind of how I look at most of my education experience. Yeah. I kind of wish that like in hindsight, had I known I'd be working in podcasting, I don't know if I would have wanted to go to college because there's no maybe there is today i don't think there is like a bachelor in podcasting <laughs> i'm sure um, emerson has that yeah you know? I, I think they have some like comedy <laughs> podcasting thing yeah. um but it did kind of feel i don't want to say like a, a waste but most of my beneficial experiences from it were like extracurricular things that i did like working at the newspaper or like being on the speech and debate team and like learning about public speaking but that wasn't really and I was a communication major, but I felt like I benefited more from stuff that I probably could have uh, just done as like uh, a side job and gone to like a community college. It, it always seems to me like um, one of the, like, the, the key reasons you go to college is so that you don't have this like social baggage years later going like I didn't even go to college. Like, I feel like I know a lot of people who did not go to college and they, they bring it up so much. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's all good, dude. I do not care, you know, but it's like it, you can always tell it's a thing for them because um, yeah. I really wanted to not go to college. But my parents were like, you must. Yeah, me too. You know? yeah. Um, I have a I have a question that I like to pose um, to the forum. If you will have me <laughs> um, okay. there, I, I, I have a hot take that if you are currently learning multiplication that you should just memorize the multiplication table that you don't necessarily have to understand what's going on whereas now the u.s education system will show things on number lines and like break it 
down to a slow, however, to their credit, a slow but possibly more illuminating sense of what it means to multiply something. And I truly think that that does not matter. Like, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, I'm mainly with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because with some things, but then you get into this whole like, like whose perspective is the most accurate? What is the general opinion? You know, because mm-hmm. like, I, I agree, especially with something like multiplication, where it's like really you just got to get that shit like rote, and then it's just yeah. automatic. And you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Like with multiplication or addition or subtract or even less so with subtraction, I guess, because it's a little more abstract. But like uh, it's kind of like learning the alphabet where it's like it would be a waste of time if you were like and B, it's not just one, but it's two. And now let's talk about why it's two. You know, it's it's similar to that where like other, you know, if you get into calculus or trig or stuff like that, it makes sense to be like, well, here's why and here's what that even means. But it does feel like now we're slowing everything down. But I also go. I don't know. I, I my type of learning I feel like is fairly granular where I like to I like to know like the really little things so that I can like make the connections in my head better or something. But I feel like with multiplication that's like not even a thing. Like I wouldn't yeah. even I can't even imagine what the granularity is to know there. It seems pretty yeah, and look, I never struggle with it. I took AP multiplication. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what the, all, all these kids are going on about. Um, sure. <laughs> um, look, we there, all took AP some... multiplication. <laughs> <laughs> Two of us passed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> is there something that you remember learning uh, outside of school that you were like, yes, like I'm, I'm doing it. I'm interested, I'm engaged, and I'm learning something. Well, yeah, I would say that my like first one, and this is something I already mentioned, was like when I was 15, I remember just deciding to read a book for no reason. And it was like, it was mind blowing to me. Like I was like, it's fucking <laughs> yeah. like it was the first time I realized a book could be funny. You know, it was like this whole because it was like everything I had read up to that point was like fucking of mice and men, a separate piece, you know, mm-hmm. and then you go like and yeah, and then you go like. You know, then I read Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. and then it became like <laughs> I was so happy to, like, find that and think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also, like, since since I've been out of college and because I lived the life of, like, a comedian actor, which means you have, like, a lot of downtime, um, I just fucking I'll learn shit that I, I so much stuff that I do not need to learn. I love to learn. Like I, I started learning German for no reason, like many years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we use it on the show. I love learning it. I love learning Japanese. I started learning Russian while we've been in quarantine. Like I like that kind of stuff quite a bit. It's and Japanese learning that has been, it, it's like, it's really changed my perception of the world basically. Like it, it's, it's so like, it's so cool to get to learn something that is so specifically different from the, everything I, I like learned growing up and all this shit. And then to be like, it's so complicated and so like, it's just cool. And it's so inventive and it like loves to bring in outer or other cultural stuff into the language itself. Like they use a different character system for non-indigenous words and shit. Like it's very, yeah. very cool stuff. What is, uh, what's something that you want to learn that you haven't learned yet? Well, I mean, I wish I could play piano. Yeah. Um, we just bought, I have a keyboard, 
But I just bought a stand, so maybe that'll change some things. Ooh, I I <laughs> always say like the never underestimate the power of YouTube tutorials. <laughs> like I love. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> even as someone who like learned whatever classical piano, I love. Give me a. Here's how to play the Arctic Monkeys on piano. <laughs> 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 like I, I love that. Um, I, I'm I'm really into like any any music tutorial that shows you how to play like some Radiohead song. Yeah. Like, I know like four Radiohead songs on piano, and it's the most fun. Hmm. Um, but I would also like to I've been learning this the Cyrillic alphabet the, like the Russian alphabet and it's very fun and very weird uh, so I would say I would like to not get distracted and I would like to be, flu be fluent at least in the reading of it like I can read mm -hmm. Japanese and I would like to just be able to read Russian hmm. you're one of the few people I know that is great at self-motivating to learn new things I think it can like typically be more challenging for the average person but i think like you said like having a little more flexibility helps but yeah like you were saying though with do you think that comes back to like reading that kurt vonnegut book when you were 15 and then like do you think it starts there or does it start like at a is there a specific point where you kind of felt well like that i I, I feel like part of school or like the indoctrination of, i'm gonna go so negative on school the indoctrination <laughs> uh, of school Partly, it it, it 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 like instills this kind of defeatist mentality in people. Yeah. Where it's like, if you don't understand something quickly, or if you don't understand something that other people understand already, or like okay. if you didn't learn something, then it's like you're dumb, or like you'll never learn it, or it's like it's hopeless or something. Um, and so like I, I would say the almost for me it was like the turning point was when I started to disrespect school but not learning. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's like I yeah. like learning. I just didn't like school. Um, like I, I wanted to just give this, uh, you know, negative shout out to my high school. <laughs> I, I, I was in this like this AP what well, European history class, and I remember everyone was talking about AP, AP. Everyone kept saying it, and they were constantly talking about how you know the AP test. You're not going to be able to cheat on that, and it's going to be whatever. And so I had missed this test. Uh, like some, re you know, standard test during the school year. And then when I came back, I was like, I would I would fake sick for the maximum amount of days that you could miss per year. I would do that every single year from when I was in fifth grade until senior year. Um, <laughs> and so I missed this one test. And then when I got back to school, they were like, all right, well, you and this other guy who also missed the test, go to the classroom next door and you guys will take it in the back of the class or whatever. And when we were in there, we're doing our stuff, and the guy's name is Jim. Jim turns to me. He's like, hey, what's our number, B? And we, or number you know, two, and what is it? And we start chatting about it, and then the teacher is like, guys, look, you're not going to be able to cheat on the AP test. So if you want to cheat right now, go ahead. But you're not going to be able to cheat on the AP test, so you're fucking yourselves. And then I was like, all right. So then I was like, all right, so number two. I think <laughs> and so we just continue to talk about it, and the teacher is just, like, so disappointed with us. Right. And then cut to, like, three months later, we're taking the AP test. And the guy, the moderator for it, was my favorite substitute teacher. He was a great guy. His name is Mr. Marfus. And Rough. he he's like, he kind of walks, I know, and he was like 4'11". <laughs> you know, he's oh, a great little guy. And he, he goes like, he's like, gentlemen, obviously I trust all of you. So take the test. Goodbye. You have three hours. And then, yes, and then he just left the room. <laughs> and he shit. like slowly walks out and we're all like, and then he leaves, and then it's that moment of silence, and then everyone starts laughing. Yeah. And then it just became everyone being like, all right, so for number five, <laughs> like, it's just that's it's amazing. yelling, cheating. 
I think that like the for me it was never a moral question about whether cheating or was right or wrong because it was never about the learning and we were all so high strung in high school that we were like of yeah. course given the choice fucking cheat like I know yeah, this yeah, yeah. this is a real condemnation of maybe how I got to the place I am but just <laughs> because like. I don't know. There were just so many broken things. Like our AP biology teacher was so horrendously bad, like that yeah, we learned yeah. nothing throughout the year. And we all taught ourselves very stressful, like stressfully throughout it. In that, in that one month before the test. And it was just like, well, this sucks. Like, not yeah. only does this feel but like if you it... play by the rules, it's not going to fucking work. Yeah. If you're just ed being educated by that teacher. And it's really, it's really, really sad to feel like your education's a joke to have that institution yeah. come crumbling down at such an early age. So, um, yeah, I, 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 if so, <laughs> the moral of the story is if you're listening in high school, just fucking I mean, just teach your asses off. Yeah, cheat, just, cheat, cheat. It, it, you know, uh, just consider like you really weigh the big picture. Um, at, at my high school, it was so like you know, all boys, so it's, like, this alpha-dominant kind of attitude. So, like, everyone wants to... If there's one thing everyone wants to do, it's disrespect the teacher. <laughs> and so it's, like, among, like, no, either, like, the top-tier jocks down to, like, the, you know, lowest low-key nerds, everyone wants to in some way, like, subvert the teacher, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I remember I just found it hilarious to... I loved to cheat for other people in a very obvious way. Like, I found that extremely funny. Like, my, I always think about in that European history class, I would love to do, my friend Todd would like to cheat. Uh, he would never do any of the reading, and he would. He thought it was very funny that I like to do, he's, my last name's Castle, his last name was Rossetti. He sat on the opposite side of the room, and uh, I, he would do stuff like, he, he would look over at me, the teacher was, like, walking down the aisles back as to both of us, and he would go, like, He's he's and motioning go, like, number four and the number two with his fingers. Yeah. And then I would go like, B. <laughs> B. You know, and you just go like, you make the cheating so not subtle and not smart yeah. that it's like, it's so much funnier. You mean like Detroit? <laughs> like... No, B, like Detroit. <laughs> I feel like I, I made that realization too late because... I had some like severe reading comprehension issues, like very like second or third grade. So I think I felt indebted until like high school, uh, because I think a lot of the conversations I was having as a kid was like, uh, "You are not smart," and so I was like, <laughs> "Okay, so I owe you, I guess, my life." And I and I kind of felt like they were always doing me a favor. So it really wasn't until like, I, I high second school. you songs. Ugh. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. And then I think in like high school and college is when I started to see the like hypocrisy a little bit more. I, I wish like grade school and stuff had that as well. I mean, but they're just so problematically young that they would do we are so dumb in grade school. It's like None of that shit can work. It, it's really no, tricky. it doesn't. And my mom's a fifth grade teacher who I know is listening and trying to teach twenty <laughs> kids on Zoom every day right now, which is its oh, own oof. circus. Oh my god! But yeah, you really can't give any sort of like 
give them an inch because it just becomes like a recess. Even though like it, it, when you when you look back, you go like, no, but they could have given me an inch. But you yeah, like, exactly. no, no, no. You're thinking of yourself now as if you were in a child's body. That's not how yeah. you were, man. Yeah. Reverse big. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I agree with that. Like just keeping the uh, continuing of the education, like focusing more on learning than the curriculum. Yeah, uh, like understanding I, as opposed to anything else. Because I think it like dries us up so much that by the time we graduate, we're like, well, fuck reading. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, absolutely, absolutely. Or also like I always, the thing I felt weird about with math in school is I was like, I can get the right answer, but I don't think I understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, okay, and then you do the cosine, you got this, and I guess it's two. And then yeah. they're like, yep. And you're like, great okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like so i still now i always go like i don't think i get math but i like it kind of but yeah. i don't get it i guess i, I would love to uh, uh, throw another hot take on the table and that is like <laughs> my my dad and i the one of the few things that we're both very like that we would agree on you know a little vehemently was this idea that like the american at least in my upstate new york super rural public school like the emphasis on sports in the um, U.S. education system is yep. disproportionately high as to what it should be versus academics. Completely agreed, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in the south side of Chicago, also very big on the sports thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I played football and shit and I go like in grade school and I was like, when I always I think of it now. I'm like, why did I do that? I, I've never even watched a football game in my life. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, it's very bizarre. And it's also like it's not like we're all gonna become like professional. Like none of us, no one will become a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. And how like jocks get a like special treatment uh, compared to the, your average student, I think, is a little ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but oh, actually, uh, uh, a guy I went to grade school with, who is now a professional hockey player, uh, just reached out to me because of the show. It was Whoa. very shocking to me Sick. to see like the name. I was like, wait, who is this? I thought Holy you were going to say a professional like, hockey player now. He was he reached out to like ask you for math help like <laughs> I'm still <laughs> yeah. I still got it. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, I want to say on like the 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 one opposite side of this is that like through this broken system like I still found things like for example in English class and I ended up being an English major and I really hope that none of my high school English teachers ever hear this but I spark noted everything I spark noted everything because I like to procrastinate I love playing Pokemon and there was simply not enough time to fit everything in my schedule yeah. <laughs> and so I used to spark note everything but our like our 10th grade or 11th grade English teacher would put you know passages from the book that we were reading on the board that we would all have to respond to you every day just in class and one of them was from the great gatsby and it was that one where it was like he knew if he kissed her his mind would never romp like the mind of god ever again and i was like fuck i should have been reading this like this is good yes. <laughs> like, like yes. oh no i should yeah. have been reading and and so i think that moment was the moment for me i was like okay hang on maybe well i think i think we're talking though about like good teachers versus bad teachers mm-hmm. you yeah. know where it's like the teacher who put that on the board is a good teacher yeah they like 100%. know that something is meaningful. Like I had the same thing where I, I was just like, I would read stuff, but I, it was like hatefully where I was like, I'm going to fucking ace this test, you idiot, you know? Um, but then when I had this, 
my senior year English teacher, like she taught us, we were like going through the Canterbury Tales and she was so fucking smart and made it so fun and interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like the first time you read like a old, if you read like James Joyce or like Cervantes and it's like, you read it and you go like, wait, this is funny. Yeah. And then like, it, it's kind of like when you have a teacher who can first explain to you like, no, no, Chaucer's like hilarious. <laughs> And you think like he can't be, and then the the teachers who can explain why that's cool or or why Fitzgerald is cool, it's mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. Like so many of them just think that by saying you have to read it and by punishing you if you don't read it, that that's gonna make you like it. Yeah, it's psychotic. Yeah. And I say this, my mom's a teacher. <laughs> I feel like a lot of my memorable experiences with education were those truly like cool teachers putting a twist on it but also like really pushing positive reinforcement because i think mm -hmm. so many classes even if i was doing okay like not getting any sort of affirmation i was like just with my upbringing of being an idiot i was like well i guess this sucks and then but then like the two <laughs> the two or three teachers that were like uh no this is really good you should keep this up it's funny how like those moments then shape you going like maybe i shouldn't because I also majored in English for like a year or two before switching solely because I think my English teachers were the ones who were encouraging me the most. Mm -hmm. But whereas other teachers were just like, uh, goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I kind of I would say I had the same kind of experience. I was an English rhetoric major in college, but mm -hmm. it was like, uh, yeah, so <laughs> um, but uh, like. I, I remember the same teacher, the Chaucer teacher. I remember I, I loved to make like, you know, uh, you know, like a dumb pun in the title of essays or like I think I was listening to a lot of Sufjan Stevens at the time. So I would like to do an essay title that would be like, you know, like on Lady Macbeth, the times that her hands were cut, you know, and you just make the title so long, I would go like three lines with it. Um, and this teacher thought it was like hilarious. Yeah. And that it was like so meaningful to me that she would like circle it and be like, very funny pun or whatever. And I'd be yeah. like, it's those little things where you go like, oh, that's awesome. oh yeah, that's solid, solid reinforcement. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, should we mosey or is there oh. any, anything else? Do we have any uh, final thoughts? Oh, well, I, I'll add one other thing that Please, I yeah. do think that the type of like rigors and like soullessness of the education system that we're kind of talking about are good for some people. Mm. Like yeah. I, I think of like certain guys in my school who are like really good at that. I, and then now they're like fucking engineers and shit. I go like, well, for them. Yeah, that makes sense. I mm -hmm. guess that's the type of thing that they need. And they just want the memorization. They don't care about this certain other thing or whatever it is. Um, I'm reading a. Uh... Big brag. I'm reading a book right now about memory and concentration because I feel like that's a thing. Ironically, I can't remember a lot of what's in is the it book. Moonwalking with Einstein? No, I is don't even remember. Concentration what it's 64, the slapping hand game. <laughs> and actually, yeah, it's just the uh, slapping hand game. Um, it's but all pictures. <laughs> that, well, pictures is really what they like stress is. And I wish I thought about this more when I was like taking. Uh, test that I was bombing uh, was like the importance of creating imagery and how if you can connect your senses to uh, words, specifically like learning a, a language, like they were saying like uh, tiger and like uh, tigre, it's tigre in, Sp in Spanish, I think. Uh, so like think of tea, like drinking tea and then uh, like gray. So if when you're drinking tea, like and they recreate 
uh, mm. different images uh-huh. that help you uh, memorize, basically. And it, oh well, th- that's gonna. You told me last night that you were interested in potentially learning Japanese. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and or like French, and like was looking at Rosetta yeah. Stone because uh, you said uh, it's like free right now, I think, with the lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was interested reading um, just about that stuff, and it's it's cool and a little frustrating learning kind of like memory hacks. In your late twenties, going yeah, yeah, I know. 30s. Now, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the the one I mentioned, uh, moonwalking with Einstein. I'm looking around in my space here, to see if I have it anymore. But uh, that's all about like um, memorization competitions, where it would be like they will tell you in one minute they'll give you like uh, 500 numbers in a row, and then you have to memorize that order and then repeat it. Uh, and the guys all talk about how they do it and it's all like memory palace constructing. So it'd be like, that's why it's called moonwalking with Einstein. It's all these like hyper strange visuals to help you remember the certain details. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's pretty interesting, but with Japanese, something that I think is very cool in it is like, you sort of naturally have to do that kind of like mnemonic processing where, uh, the main, uh, uh, character system, the hiragana is not pictographic and i don't even think kanji is either but some of it kind Mm. of is but um you end up doing these associations where you just look at one like the word for and it's this like symbol and it's toe t-o um but i'm like it looks exactly like a toe even though it does not (laughs) but it's like every time i look at it go that's a toe you know it's like (laughs) and so you just do like and then you can get through the whole thing and you're it's it becomes so automatic uh, just through like the, that's a toe. That's what my mom looks like. You know, like there's uh-huh. one that's like, I'm like, ma, that one's ma. Oh, that's da, you know? Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, cool. well we all, uh, watashi wa, a curious mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move. Welcome to maybe do with, with Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike, what's something that you would tell your younger self or the listeners or your future self maybe do um i would say that when it comes to like things that you want to do that are for like self-betterment or that like help you align with your self-perception uh don't or or just believe that like rules don't apply to you Mm -hmm. and you just go like no i do that i'm gonna do that like I, i feel like with all these things learning a language and shit where you initially you go like, that's hard. That's yeah. I can't do that. And you just, just do it. I feel like the, my, my main thing would be like, just do anything that you want to do. And then we'll, we'll all be dead by the time we're like 70 anyway. So who mm-hmm. cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I, I really remember when I was in high school, just being like, I, I, when I was a freshman in high school, I was taking all normal classes. And then I remember I just like went to my counselor and I was like, I want to be in all AP classes now. And he was like, Oh, uh, and I was like, okay. And he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then I just like switched. And I and then later on, that same teacher was like my geometry teacher. And he was like, he would always say, he's like, you have this weird thing about you where you act like these things don't apply to you. And then just because you're acting like that, they end up not applying to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sweet. It's almost like a fake it till you make it. But it's the, yeah. the confidence factor that definitely helps. And that's what they're saying a lot like in this book is if you believe that you cannot learn a, a new language, trying to learn it will be so hard but if mm-hmm. you truly think like i can do this and i'm getting better every day then learning it you will learn it faster 
if you yeah. believe that you can do it. I had the same thing with like, um, I think part of why I was a bad student in grade school was I believed that I would not succeed. And then mm -hmm. high school, I was like, grade school, I was like C and D student. And then high school, I was like a B student. And then it, when I went to college, I was like, okay, hear this, hear me out though. What if I like, tr like actually try? Yeah, yeah. And then was an A student in college because I was just like, I'm gonna be really good, and and convinced myself that I was smarter than I was, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. which, you know, paid off. So th you know th there's a Vonnegut, thing with that. Vonnegut has this quote that I always loved. I don't know what it's in. Probably whatever the Kilgore Trout book is. Uh, Breakfast of Champions, maybe. Uh, that is, um, you are who you pretend to be. So choose carefully who you pretend to be. And I really feel I'm like, yeah, that's the same deal. So just choose who you want to be, pretend to be that. And then you are that. Um, so I would actually, I would say the most concise way to my, my maybe do would be almost like a modification on the Nike, which is maybe do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that these, um, uh, these pivots are, instant or do you think they're gradual and take time gradual for sure mm -hmm. for sure because i'm listening uh, and i'm like oh, but i'm scared uh, yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah 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 like, and so like even if i wanted to be confident about something i think it would be jarring to me and the people around me if i just suddenly tomorrow was like hey I'm gonna. I, 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 I curl twenties now, not fifteens, yeah. or, or whatever. Whatever the confident equivalence of that yeah. is, like, yeah, it's yeah, not no, a huge I, increase. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, go with fifties. If we're in your imagination, say you curl fifties now. <laughs> and say I curl tens now. He's going down. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I my I always my brother and I always joke about this. My dad would say to me so much when I was growing up. My dad, whenever he'd get mad, his voice would get really high. And so he would go like, Michael, can't you just be normal? You know, and he would say this just to me all the time. And I'd go like, no, I can't. I don't know what you even mean. Um, but it is like, it takes so much time where you just got to go like, because you can hear that and someone's like, oh, this fucking guy he thinks he's going to do that now. Um, but it's like, it just takes time. And it, it's kind of like you talking about becoming a good student, Kev, like where you just got to go like, no, I'm just going to have to recommit to this idea every day, basically. Because, like, you know, I remember in high school being like, I got to get straight A's now. And mm -hmm. then, like, two days later, I'm like, dude, I want to play a video game. I don't want to do the fucking reading homework tonight, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you just stop doing it. But then when you decide, like, no, no, the doing the work can be the same as leisure, you know? Like, I, I fucking, I look at, uh, like, language stuff all night as I'm, like, trying to go to sleep. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just do, like, five more German lessons or whatever. And it just mm -hmm. becomes, like, last night I was looking at this German sentence and I was like dude I just suddenly understand so much of this shit it's crazy and I was like oh my god I can't believe it's finally like happening like that where I look at it and it's like I'm not even doing the thing where I go that means this I'm like no that just is the word yeah. it is that word you know it's you song for context uh two years ago Mike and I sat next to each other uh, by coincidence, on a flight from Chicago to LAX. Oh, and, that is how we became friends. And uh, I watched, uh, which Mike and Lauren suggested, Tara's house for three and a half hours, and Mike learned uh, Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does, yeah, does, right. I, I, I wanted to ask this, does the learning Japanese 
enhance the viewing of Terra's House. A hundred percent. Well, watching Terra's House made me learn Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, when they first cut to the commentators, yeah. they, Lauren and I tell the story all the time. They made like the exact joke that we had just made, yeah. but it was in Japanese. And I was like, we're all the same. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I was like, I got to learn this fucking language. It's so cool. And then yeah. it has become really fun. Cause like, there are certain phrases that I just say so much that they say on the show. And it's like, it's so fun to know. Or like one thing I really love is I'll be watching the show. And then I will know that the uh, subtitle is slightly different from what they actually said. Yeah. And it makes me go yeah. like insane where I'm like, that's not what he said. He said he actually likes her. He did not say he's in love. <laughs> you know, it's really fun. Shit. I with with an ex after watching you know a copious amount of terrorists we would just you know if we were in the same same building or apartment we'd just be like nay like over yeah. and over <laughs> to each other just like a, you know amorphous and like yeah yeah you're there <laughs> like like Oh boy. Lauren was making fun of me because I, I would do this thing that they, it's not just Terrace House, it's like Japanese. They just, this mm -hmm. is part of it. Because in Japanese, uh, they like rarely use pronouns. Mm -hmm. Like even you saying watashi wa, like they, they wouldn't do that unless they were making like a really main point about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's like the pronoun, and this is the hardest thing for me to wrap my mind around at first. The pronoun is like always just implied. Mm. Like you just kind of know. But so, like, a lot of contextualization in Japanese is, like, implicit. And so I, I noticed that when two people are speaking Japanese to one another, they will continually go, eh, eh, eh. And it's this, like, just this, like, eh, eh, uh. Yeah. And it's, like, you're constantly confirming that you're still within the context, you know? And so when I started, after I was learning it for, like, two years, and then Lauren and I went to... Tokyo for like the second time, I could not stop doing that. Like she would say mm -hmm. something, and I'd be like, eh. <laughs> but I was doing it like it, all day long. She would be like, oh yeah, we should go there, but eh. And then she would finally go like, stop doing that. And I'm like, oh sorry, I'm really not even trying to do it. I'm so sorry. But now I'm like, at this point in my life, I'm like, no, it's efficient. I like that. <laughs> I do that now. <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. I feel like a big part of there's almost like a uh, an asterisk with uh, the confidence that I think like helped me personally, and I'm wondering if it's the same with, with you, Mike. Is I would kind of have to do like honest check-ins with myself as a way to, because I think like trying to like fake it till you make it can sometimes like just be like for me it was like just lying to myself until yes, yes I got absolutely. it, mm -hmm. but. And I think it maybe just be like the depression in me. Like every now and then, I'd have to be like, "You still suck at this, but you're you're getting better." Because um, I don't know, I just kind of had to see it from another perspective sometimes to help with the big picture. Yeah. Um, no, I 100% relate to. Don't, don't don't take from my sort of implicit confidence that I'm actually confident. It's more like I'm confident because I, you know have made progress in all of these things but i'm constantly like you know by 3 a.m every night i'm like you're a fucking idiot you know and then i just you know <laughs> I'm like dealing with that but like you know something i i also like i i like duolingo a lot for learning languages uh especially for german they do this great shit in there mm -hmm. where it's like you can read these long fucking dialogues that are 
apps i'll kevin i'll send you one that i did yesterday that really made me laugh where it, it's like it's like six pages long of german but it's like this their storytelling is very fucking weird um like yeah like the one i read last night was all about this talking deer uh and like how it didn't want this hunter to eat her uh and it, and it was like please don't eat me and then like the girl has to go back to her family and say like i couldn't kill it because it talked and they're like we'll kill it like it's just crazy. It's so german um but one thing that i i noticed with that stuff is like with stuff like duolingo or like when you're learning a language kind of thing like that you can revert back to like high school learning a language where you're going like yeah, I I know that parlay. Yeah, that's 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 talk or something. It's like talk, I think, in French, you know. Mm-hmm. And but you don't like go that far with it, if that makes sense. Like the thing I do in Duolingo, like you can start to learn like the way that the tests work. And I think that's what you do in high school is you go like, well, it's gonna work like this. If there are two that are similar, it probably means it's actually one of those two. So you can get rid of the other two. There's this yeah. like formula you can start to do. Mm-hmm. But then that's how you don't learn. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, like so, like with German or Japanese, if you're doing it in Duolingo or any of these other in Rosetta Stone, where it'll show you a thing and then give you the options. Don't look at the options. <laughs> like read the thing. You know, it's yeah. it's it's yeah. like not helpful to look at the possible answers. It's significantly more helpful to go like. Okay, I believe that that says this, and then you look down and you see like, oh, I see. Okay, you know, I was close, but I didn't didn't get it or whatever. Um, I think that that philosophy like also applies to uh, testing in general, where like the super saiyan mastery of a multiple choice question is not even looking at the choices, but rather knowing the choice and then just searching for those words. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, I agree with you because I, w- I was trying to learn ch- Chinese and Duolingo, and it was like. Well, this is clearly a two-character phrase. I'm gonna match the two-character exactly. phrase with the two-character phrase, like, and it's it, yeah, it's it, it gets a little. But it cheap. does not does yeah. not feel as good as when you are sitting there and you go like, that says that I do not eat meat, right? You right. know, <laughs> or whatever the fucking sentence is, and you go like, it's way better than just looking down and going like, uh, the long one, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you go, yeah. I think that's too like what I've heard from my mom can be frustrating about some teachers is like then teaching to the test basically mm-hmm. instead of like teaching for teaching's sake it becomes huge at my school my, in my whole education system that was always very huge and then you feel like you didn't really learn that much but you did well on one one test <laughs> yes Dude, well that's the thing it's like a, a full-on cognitive dissonance where you go like i guess i'm a straight a student but man <laughs> uh-huh. i'm not uh, smart i don't feel you know. any smarter yeah, you just become really good at test taking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back to what you were saying, I was wondering if you ever have experienced this uh, with this mic. Is and I, I try to like steer clear of this, but it occasionally happens. Is um, sometimes I'll get like I guess what I would call depression confidence, where I'm like <laughs> so sad with myself that I'm just like, uh, well, I I suck so much. I I might as well try this thing like. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like a, a, a self-deprecating or like self-hatred thing of like, well, if I'm gonna be worthless, I might as well spend an hour trying to learn this thing. Um, I I, have you ever I had would say that? that that is a an absolutely core tenet of my personality. But instead of <laughs> instead of like a depression power or whatever, I I call that optimistic nihilism, which uh-huh. is just I just go like, 
nothing fucking matters, dude. I'm just going to learn German. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of the same deal where I just go like, oh, yeah, I'll go do this exercise and just get hurt because who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. But, yeah. 100% I have that. I, I would say that, like, d- depression is, like, the... The, the underlying thing of all the stuff we've talked about, you know, where it's like, I would yep. say depression is why I wanted to learn another language. Depression is why I want to play chess all the time. It's like these things because you go like, oh, yeah, well, that's super stimulating and it distracts from this other thing. And, you know. Yeah, it's funny how that you can like, you know, because we're just talking about like learning a language like you can learn a lesson with like uh, waking up like, look at me and I'm going to learn something new. And isn't that great? Or you can have the like well fuck me so mine as well <laughs> and at the end of the day you're still learning the language um mm-hmm. but yeah i try to keep it a little bit more in the positive but obviously you can't control that most of the time uh but i am looking back trying to log how many things i've learned with uh depression power <laughs> <laughs> to, to me it's just like you know that's where like the nihilism comes in this certain acceptance of like nothing it doesn't matter none of this matters just do the thing whatever the thing is that you want to do just do that like i feel like writing to me is that where i just go like well other people do it you're fine they're they suck too we all fuckers suck yeah and i think and that what can be frustrating sometimes with people mostly i'm talking about myself is the fear of oh i would never be that good so like if I'm working with someone who's so much better than me, then why am I even trying? Because I'll never get there. It's like, well, you want to be working with those people mm-hmm. to get to that place, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, like with chess, I, I love watching professional games. Like I could sit and fucking watch 10 hours mm-hmm. of just tournament games all day. I've done long. it with you. It. It's so fun, dude. I love it. Um, yeah. But like never while I'm watching am I thinking like, and then I would do this. And I would be so good. And all, I'm just going like, man, they're so awesome. It's so cool. I love this game. You know, it's like I'm not. What is that sentence? Um, it's like uh, comparison is the thief of joy. I think it's like Teddy Roosevelt or some shit. Um, mm. But like uh, that's kind of the thing of it. It's like just don't compare yourself to like I, the the world number one in chess is like the greatest chess player in history. And like everyone who plays chess is like this fucking guy and it's like i i can be playing chess and then i go like i'll never be like magnus but it's like what <laughs> so you're sad because you'll never be as good as the the unprecedented world number one get the fuck over it oh my god mm-hmm. uh i liked uh a few weeks uh or i guess like two months ago at this point when we were you were showing me videos of him playing and then he beat someone and then you were saying like now he's asking his opponent, like, why did you decide to do that move? Why did you? Do-? And was like asking him like kind of like follow up questions and watching yeah. that, like just so confident because he's the greatest, but still wanting to like learn like, hey, yeah. person who lost, like, why did you decide to do that? Because that's how I beat you. What was your mentality? And like having that conversation after was really fascinating like you don't really watch yeah. like a basketball game and then afterward they say to the opponent like why'd you shoot the three there like you obviously weren't <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was really cool i i got a lot of um i think that something that i didn't quite understand about why people do like things together <laughs> 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 was 
<laughs> whoops i've revealed a little too much about myself um but but like uh, my senior year of college my friends and i we would we would play chess sometimes and we would also play league of legends and i didn't realize this but after each game whether it was you know regardless of it was we would talk about it like that and there is a lot of joy from that conversation as well not just from the game itself so i very much um yeah, that spirit of community and just like enjoying listening to, to people play or people talk. I, I very much understand. Something yeah. I really love in chess too is like the, the like if you read any like chess books, uh, they mm. would say like, you know, like after the first three or four moves, it's there's like nine billion permutations for how the game can go. And after the next move, then there's another like billion permutations for how the game can go. And so there is an infinite amount of like novelty available to you. You just have to like find the novelty within every position. And so like, you know, mm -hmm. what makes like really good players is it's not so much that they like follow all the rules. It's like they find these little things within it that are really amazing. And like the guy, Magnus Carlson, who's the number one chess guy, he has this app that's called uh, the Magnus trainer. And that's, partly also what really got me into chess, which is like this dude just like loves the game. And so like part of this app is like, you just look through like old games. Like you look at like a game from 1875 and it's like all the notations there. And he just shows you the ideas. And then he goes like, and this is what they were thinking then. And classical chess was more like this at that time. And they weren't really into positional chess yet. And then he's like, then Steinitz comes along. And then this guy looks at stuff more like this. And he just takes you through all these games. And the thing that I, really admire about him and that made me really go like chess is fucking awesome is that where it's like you can look at someone else's games and you can just go like wow look at the mind or the novelty or the things that they find in that and it's like i i mean honestly i i feel like i can look at like i don't know i love scrolling through people who i play on chess apps i love scrolling through their other games and then you just see like, oh, okay. So he's like only does D4. So like, he's just a positional player. He's like, <laughs> he thinks like this. He wants the open spaces or whatever. And it's like, I think it's so cool. Like it, it becomes like art. It's like the same as all these other things where you just go like, oh yeah, it's just a long study. And then you just keep learning from the things. And like, there is not a right answer really. There are some, but there's novelty available at all times. It's really awesome. Yeah. It's like the, the, the love and passion for it makes the the learning of it like enjoyable and fun and it's yeah it does not feel like what we were talking about of like high school homework and stuff where it's a drag like if you're finding the things that you love like a previous guest matt apodaca he works at earwolf love full him. time and then he's on like uh improv team and a sketch team yeah, and he does that, that like he does that <laughs> jury's still out um <laughs> But I'm just like always so fascinated by him because he he spends truly like morning to night every single day in comedy. Um, and I like talk to him about it all the time. Like, man, aren't you like burnt out? And he's like, no, I love it. Like, I wouldn't do it if I hated it. Like, he also has such a wonderful laugh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Love his laugh. Um, so, yeah, I guess moral of the story, finding the things you care about, make learning enjoyable you know yeah just also mm -hmm. just like uh be willing to be excited by things <laughs> you know like i feel like when I'll, yeah. I'll flip through some chess game and i fucking like there's a 17 year old chess prodigy right now uh right now named uh ali reza Faruja, and he plays like dude the moves he makes are so weird and he's so good 
And it's so fun to just watch and you go like, why would you do that? And then you're like, oh, my, what? Yeah. You know, it's it's a very fun. The excitement is so fun. I love it. I really did not want to talk so much chess. I apologize. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. <laughs> no, I loved it. it. It's, it's awesome. Uh, awesome. Mike, is there any other maybe do stuff that we missed or? Yeah. Oh, I would say maybe everything? do. Uh, Turn on Bruise Brothers, put it on mute, Hell leave the yeah. room, just get those streams, baby, get those streams. It's so funny. And for Thanks. Earwolf Heads, Zach Reno, Mike Mitchell, both hysterical in it. Marcus Ray, so funny in it. And check it out. I watched a bunch of episodes two nights ago, and it was hilarious. So, yeah. Sweet. Kudos to Mike. Uh, awesome. Anything else you want to plug? Bike Tassel, right? On Bike Instagram? Tassel on Instagram, Magic Mike Castle on Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll plug this podcast. Smart plugging the podcast you're on. Always a good idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Mike's on Lauren Lapkus's Patreon all the time doing a lot of watch alongs that I really enjoy. <laughs> um, so check out Lap Time uh, with Lauren Lapkus on Patreon. Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, we'll be right back. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Am I, am I leaving now? Please get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. We freaking did it. We're back. Big shout out to Mike for coming Mike on the show. Mike is the best. I guess I should have said this at the top of the episode. Him and I have become, like, close friends. He, I would consider him a new friend as of, like, six months ago. That hey, probably would have been very helpful context. Yes, well, what's Kevin, up? Well, Kevin, he's... I mean, not as close to you as some other people. <sighs> That's right. Yeah, and I would say some people that I co-host a podcast with, I guess if I have to rank them. Um, but I'm so glad you guys met because you yeah. have so many similar uh, ridiculousnesses that I enjoy. So <laughs> it was fun. Um Welcome to Lessons Learned, where we talk to you about some of the lessons that we've learned through this past week. Um, Kevin, I just want to say that from my lesson learned, I'm barely holding it together. Like, I'm on the verge of tears constantly about Aww, the, the, state sorry, of our, the state of our nation. No, it's okay. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, and so I, I think that, like, I, I, don't have, I, don't, I, I don't have anything that I've learned from this. It's just, if you're also feeling this, know that it's, you know. You're yeah. not alone. Yeah, I'm here with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, kind of hard to follow that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I should have gone second. No, it's okay. I would say my lesson learned Slow is... walkers are annoying. <laughs> it's like, get out of the way. Some of us have to go home. Um, oh, I guess my lesson learned is wear a fucking mask. Like, uh, but that's, I guess, a, sec a second lesson learned. My first one is... I have discovered I have a newfound patience, mm. um, and I guess I would call this like, and I could punch this up, like a lockdown patience. What's a good lockdown? Um, uh, hey, um, your patience is running infinite. Ooh, I that, yeah, we'll we'll work with that. <laughs> Um. Uh, I, I this story is pretty boring, but I'm proud of it. So bear with Let's me. Let's go. Leah couldn't connect her printer to the Wi-Fi. 
And across the the dance room, across the dance floor, she heard knuckles crack and a big smile. And I'm not kidding. I spent two full hours figuring this out. And Yusong, I'm not exaggerating when I say the moment I heard that printer start printing when it was connected to the Wi-Fi after two hours, it was like I took every drug and and I had every orgasm all at the same exact moment that I heard the printer go. So you might discover uh, you can deal with bullshit that you've never normally uh, had the patience to deal with. Stay home. Stay home. Oh, Kevin, what a great episode. I, I think that I... You know, I think I might have to play Mike in chess sometime. Otherwise, I'll, I'll you know. Yeah, otherwise I'll... he'll never talk to us again. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it really, <laughs> really did oh, something like that. Oh, he just actually sent me another invite uh, mm-hmm. to you, and he put a little message on there. Do you want to read it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I guess says... we'll read it. At, we'll go three, two, one, and then read his message. It we'll sounds go... a little yeah, yeah, odd, yeah. but yeah, why not? But, um, okay, here we go. Three, three two, two, one. one. Secret ending, secret ending, secret ending, secret ending. Hey, motherfuckers. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Hell yeah. I'm I'm thank you. Thank you to everyone who's supporting us on Anchor.fm. Can I can I do another punch up of something that we literally just did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been funnier if we did three, two, one and then read a a message. Yeah, that oh that would have been great. So to the listener, we're we're learning. (laughs) We're not maybe learning. Uh, on the fly, I guess we're learning after the fly, mm-hmm. which it's is I podcast. guess when you land. Mm-hmm. Um, so next time, our joke might actually happen uh, uh, in the correct moment. Right. So it's stay a tuned. Of hindsight. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who's supporting us um, for leaving a nice message, a review, or, or a comment on the on the subreddits. Uh, yeah. Thank you. you. We really much. appreciate those. Um. Yeah, and we, we hope that you're you're staying safe and you're staying sane, even though that's like now become the new corporate email send off. You know, but, but it yeah, I hope you're staying true. healthy. Uh, try to support local businesses if you can. If you can do some delivery, give a big tip. Yeah. Um, and drink some water. Try to stay hydrated. Drink some I think water, you freaking dodos. I I feel like my body is getting very sore and. Part of it is probably staying inside all day, but I also think I'm not drinking enough water. Yeah. So I guess lesson learned uh, after the credits, Marvel style. <laughs> Have a cup of water, please. Have a cup of water. Um, we'll see you next week. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>